a kid-friendly show. Yeah, kid-friendly show. En 3, 2, 1, y welcome, welcome. everybody. Um, this is our young camera now. <laughs> this is our first podcast. And uh, I am Pedro Martinez. And you, if you follow our videos on YouTube and uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, you know that we're here living in Puerto Rico. We live in off the grid. We have a shipping container home. And, you know, we talk about it. We talk about different things. So um, this is my wife, Rosemary. Hi, I'm Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> and we have three kids. We have mm -hmm. a 22-year-old. We have... Uh, the twins that are almost three years old is going to be in September. I know, we survived. <laughs> survived yeah. three years. It is, uh, has been long three years, huh? Oh my God, has it from hurricanes to COVID <laughs> to more hurricanes. It has been crazy. So, uh, welcome to the first episode, the first podcast. Um, Cambo Rico's podcast, I guess that's what we're going to be calling, huh? I hope. Well, I would think so. It kind of flows with the trend of what we're doing. Yeah, I think it matches the, I guess the website, the, the YouTube channel, and everything else that we have done so far. And it's gonna match as well the restaurant once it, it opens. So. Yeah. All right. So this first episode is sponsored by my damn pocket. So we don't have sponsors yet. So. Hopefully soon. Anybody want to sponsor <laughs> us? Uh, talking about random stuff. Um, not only that we're going to have these episodes in English. Uh, I am going to have episodes in Spanish. Bringing uh, locals here. Talk about different topics. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Oh, well, we could just say Spanglish. I think it's better Spanglish. Because <laughs> the majority of the time our conversations are in Spanglish. Actually, I like it that better. So it could be Puerto Rico Spanglish yeah. podcast. As long as we get subtitles, I guess. We'll yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think so. So this is our new studio and um, low budget, very low budget, but uh, it's working. I think it's working so far. Uh, you can probably hear kids in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, we are in our home uh, in Puerto Rico uh, where the local weather is always in the 80s and the only difference is if it rains or doesn't rain and that's about it huh? or if it's windy we live in like a pocket in the mountains or something well we're in the rainforest and for some reason we're hitting all the airflow through the mountains I guess yeah it blows I mean our house is very open and so when the wind blows it goes from the back door through our kitchen and then out out one of the side doors and so along with the wind goes everything that's on the table <laughs> so all day i'm cleaning yeah but it's fun too oh yeah. my god it so feels so nice it's nice cold uh it does get a little bit uh, uh cold in winter when i mean cold i don't know like upper 60s it gets chilly not cold it's more like light sweater weather but not like full jacket earmuff weather. That is behind us now. <laughs> All right, so um, in talking about random things, how's your new spin bike? 
Oh my god! Do you know how long I've been waiting to have that spin bike? I mean, years. I've been spinning since, ah, uh, like, I don't know, two thousand eight or nine. Yeah, but you know, you had the. It was the babies, and after the babies, we had the. Uh, uh, well, the I'm restaurant, to the restaurant. Then you know we took a small trip for oh, about yeah, a year and a half. Yeah. Back to the U.S. just for a contract. I was uh, oh, yeah. took a contract with another company, space company, and but that's when I started with... spinning again after the kids. Mm -hmm. So I start. I took it up again because it was like a gap of a year and, and some change. And so why spinning and not running? You know why? Is anything particular? Uh, oh you my like God. It? It's it's low impact, and you still get you know, the, the adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And since you're not running, mm -hmm. it's low impact. And so it doesn't, I don't know, I guess it doesn't put a lot of pressure on your back. Mm -hmm. And I could go for longer when, if it's, if it's, if you're running and you, you know, it's just like pounding on the pavement. I mean, I was an avid runner before I had a back injury. But then after the back injury, it was just, you would run for 20, 30 minutes and then the back, your back is so sore the very next day. So someone told me about spinning. I took two classes and fell in love. I understand it is a sunny and health fitness bike. It's not a Peloton, definitely, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, it does a trick. It... It helps me out. It gets me, you know, it gets me going, hoping to lose all that weight that I gained in the three years after the kids. Well, I think it's a normal thing. And talking about the kids, uh, how are the kids? Uh, people have asked me. So um, the kids are okay. The twins are fine. They driving mama and papa crazy. Uh, thankfully, we have. Peter, our 22-year-old, uh, kind of help in between. We get small breaks, uh, an hour here, two hours there. Yeah. Uh, so we can go down and have some beers. But um, it is uh, they're doing okay. I mean, with the COVID, uh, we've been we've been indoors. I mean, for the most part, we have gone to the beach and the river. Uh, to the river, we barely take them for the beach. Right now, those are on yeah. lockdown. We're not no supposed beaches. to go to the beach. So um, just like. Anybody else in the States, you know, it's been locked down here, mask mm. uh, everywhere and just be cautious. So thankfully we have uh, space here for them to run around. So yeah, it makes it easier. Yeah, kids are enjoying it outdoors. And they're little parakeets now, so they repeat everything that you say. <laughs> so we really do have to watch our mouths. But so much fun. It's so much fun. Especially when you're dancing and they try to dance along. <laughs> so they hit their milestones and, you know, the developmental process. It's, it's, you know, it's a very fulfilling thing to see when your kids are, you know, you see their development as they grow older. They're fun, definitely. Yeah. So uh, I know I enjoy every day. I know you enjoy probably. I've enjoyed them most sometimes. of the day. Most of the day. <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, uh, Sokka, our boy, you know, he has a random sleep. He leaves during the day, but then at night he wakes up. It's just, 
I don't know. It's just random, it seems like. I don't know if it's normal or not. I don't even know if it's normal. He's been like that ever since he was born. Like, he would wake up every hour when he was an infant. And then that every hour lasted for a year. And finally, we had one night of sleep when he was like a year and a half. One full night. But then it just, it's sporadic now. It's like every three, four hours, he'd wake up, he'd chill for like two hours and sleep for another 30 minutes and chill for another couple hours. And so you're always sleeping with like one eye open because, you know, you can't sleep when the kids are awake. I'm afraid they might stub themselves on something or I don't know. I guess it's mama's carefulness. I guess overprotectiveness. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, but for the most part, you know, they they're doing okay. They're healthy as hell. Um, yeah, they're healthy. They yeah. eat a lot. They yeah, eat they, a lot. Um, so God, the boy weighs too much, and then recognize picky certain things, but other things, you know, she's uh, she likes like fruit, vegetables, and shit like that. But yeah, she could eat like three apples a day. <laughs> this girl. Yeah, so God can probably eat, like bananas yeah he's day. a big banana kid <laughs> all right so um some of the questions and comments that we have gathered i guess you know through facebook youtube especially and uh instagram twitter uh, so i'm gonna throw those out um so i've been reading comments on youtube especially but then on instagram and facebook that there seems to be an interesting consensus out there it is that i look like a hybrid between ryan reynolds and steven seagal (laughs) 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 i mean i don't really see myself as i think those are very unique people but i don't know what do you think okay it depends on your hairstyle so in my opinion if Okay, so if you're not like a bushwhacker man where you have your beard all like out there and it's nice and trim and your hair is back, you look like Ryan Reynolds. But if you shave and have your hair back in a ponytail, that's a Steven Seagal look. So it depends on your facial hair. And I've always, I even tried to look up a picture of Ryan Reynolds when he had a beard. There's a couple of pictures out there with him with a beard. And it's all because I, don't know, of I just the I keep looking. It's kind of hard for me to see, but I don't know. Well, you don't. I mean, see I, it. I see it as a compliment. I don't see. It. <laughs> I think it's funny every time I listen <laughs> to those comments. <laughs> all right, compliment for Ryan Reynolds or Steven Seagal? Well, <laughs> definitely Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Steven Seagal is, is is fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think there's this whole thing with him, like. Uh, teaching, uh, he's he's with the oh, cops now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, Tom Segura was the one. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, One of his right. specials. Yeah, he was talking about Steven Seagal. And, and he has like, a whole show about uh, him training cops. It's like Steven Seagal. I don't know. It was something along the line that he is a. Well, you know, if we were talking about helicopters, you know, but uh, he has experience. He had done helicopters uh, <laughs> for. You know, 50 years or something like that. You know, it, was, it was funny. So check it out. Tom Segura, you know, one of his specials. There was a second last one. Oh, I'm not quite sure. Well, Which probably three specials ago, probably. Not Ball Hawk, but uh, the previous one. So talking about that, I think um, 
besides Tom Segura and, and Dave Chappelle, which are brilliant minds when it comes to stand-up comedy, I think you know Bird and Joe Rogan and some of those guys are also up there. I kind of like Jeff. Um, what's the guy's name? Jeff, the one the the uh, pale tourist. Gaffigan. Oh yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff he's, a, he's almost he's like a, a dumb, funny guy. Has some things, but I like his pace. You know, yeah. so he's, he's, he knows how to. Get he his does clean out. comedy. He does clean comedy. Well, definitely nothing like so, you know the M word or, or. He or, doesn't talk about balls and penises <laughs> like for fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> At least for fourteen, fifteen twenty minutes. All right. Um, let me go to the second question here of the comments. Um, why are we not publishing more videos or, or videos frequently? Um, I have to say, and I was thinking about that last night and early as I was kind of putting some script together, you know, slapping something for today's episode is uh, um, content creation. It is not natural for everybody. It's definitely not natural for me. Um, in my mind, I have many things that I want to, you know, that I'm thinking about. I mean, my mind's always going like, you know, 100 miles an hour on different topics, different things at once. But until recently, I didn't feel comfortable sharing my thoughts, you know, like being vocal about it. I guess, you know, I'm getting older and just giving less fuck about things. I guess I it's know. more criticism. You, uh, you don't care. You don't give two shits about criticism. And I know that because I criticize you a lot. But, and you're just like, whatever. <laughs> but I, I think it, it's more of, you know, with, with whom you're comfortable with. You're able to take criticism or from, from people that you actually care for. But for other people, you could give two shits about. But to share your own thoughts, that's more of a, you know, I guess something personal that you would only do with close close colleagues because I know you share your opinions with all your friends but with a stranger you're just going to tell them have a good day or the weather's nice you know it's one of those things and it could be because because that because you know I, I give less fuck about other people however my friends always are my friends and although I am myself but you know I'm not going to say something to offend them I'm going to watch however our friends they don't give a fuck either so they just say whatever they want to say so oh, for the most yeah. part you know well, we take their criticisms and then we criticize their criticisms <laughs> and then make fun of them for it. Yeah, but, but it's, a, it's a different type of... The criticism is more constructive and to make fun of. Yeah. Meaning that yeah. We, we're, we're you know, pulling each other's legs, you know, we're cracking each other's you know, jokes and, and laughing about it and making fun, which is not... I don't know if it's like in general... Thing, but I think it's more of a Puerto Rico thing. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen it in Puerto Rico where you're able to take like someone's political viewpoint and turn it around to make it a joke and insulting at the same time is still lighthearted. And then you laugh about it, clink beers, and take a swig. And if if that was to happen in another setting, I would say like in in a bar in Washington D.C. That would cause riots, riots. I mean, especially in these days. I mean, people are very sensitive. Well, now. I mean, another riot, but even just going to a bar and expressing your opinion. You know, I've I've been in Washington D.C. talking about 
just you know like political because people ask me hey what you think about you're latino and you're a professional as you got you seem to be doing well you know what's your views about such and such president and whatever policy and you know you're trying not to get involved for the most part so you know i have no idea i'm, I'm not political I, I don't follow i don't even follow sports you know so i don't know I, i'm going to my world of information technology and i don't know what's going on around me but every now and then the few times that i have spoken a few times i got in trouble meaning that the other person will judge you the other person mm -hmm. will kind of take offense it's almost like now they have their defenses up and you know they at times, I, I think I remember one lady, uh, I think I was going to uh, Joaquin's place, Joaquin's restaurant, mm -hmm. uh, and she was definitely a liberal, like a stream liberal, and she thought because I was Latino, I would share some of what she was exposing at the time. Was I living? No, you weren't. No, okay. uh, I was traveling. So, and he, she just assumed that I was with her, and they said, well, you know, I don't think the same way. I think differently. And then she started asking, and I went the rabbit hole. I started <laughs> telling exactly what I thought, and uh, it was just simply not funny. And she ended up taking offense to the point that she got up and left. <laughs> oh my God. It was just crazy, you know. So. But anyway, that's just the, the way it is. Here in the island, there seems to be a little more leniency about that. As long as you get to the approach of hey we just having beer we're just talking yeah, it has but to the be moment they're also certain people though the moment they have a few extra drinks you know they they might get offended and that's when you need to, that's when you know who to hang out with yeah and who to kind of stay away from mm -hmm. the troublemakers will say i mean every, it, there are people like that everywhere everywhere well, I, I understand that but you got to be careful with some people but some you know they're very lighthearted, but others they kind of take their emotions out on the bottle it is just one of those. Um, so, well, beyond that, um, another thing they have asked is about our home. So, I know we have a couple of videos out there where our home is made out of shipping containers, three shipping containers. I have done the tour. Uh, we've been living off the grid uh, since 2013. We moved to the island in mm -hmm. 2012. 2013, we began um, living off the grid. And it, we were intended to actually move that way. We didn't want to be. Uh, connected mostly mm -hmm. because the bureaucratic way of getting permits around here is like we've been waiting for months for the restaurant yeah you know? oh my and, god i mean Even since last so. year so it's been almost a year since we've been in the process of applying for permits and i'm hoping that we're in the last final stage but it's been a pain in the ass yeah it has been more more so for waiting on others to fulfill their part of whatever they need to do so we do everything on our side and then we just have to be, play the waiting game say okay is it through is it true and then you have to be like a little woodpecker on somebody's phone or i don't know just to get their attention in some way to move forward it's been it's been a pain when are you going to show some folks how to do kimchi they have asked for it. Uh, I gotta guess we gotta put up a video how to do kimchi. Why are you reluctant to do it? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many videos on kimchi, mm -hmm. and a lot of it is Korean. Mm -hmm. And kimchi is a Korean dish, but 
there's also like a lot of criticism towards kimchi because there's the traditional kimchi and then there's the modern kimchi there's the non-spicy kimchi there's what vegetables you use how you use it and which daikon to use because there's a korean radish and then there's also the japanese radish which through trial and error i found out the japanese radish is a little bit more spicy than the korean radish so that's why the korean radish is better for kimchi rather than the japanese one and it's so hard to find daikon or or the napa cabbage napa cabbage here in the island yeah so i'm thinking about trying to do it with uh, something more local, like a mustard green or um, even the red radish. Like something that, that's like peppery but still has a crunch to it. Um, you could do a really quick kimchi with cucumbers. Um, and that's readily available. But that only lasts for two days at the most because cucumbers have so much water in them. Oh, you mean two days after you like prepare, after you make it? Uh-huh. So it's not even worth it unless you like treat it ahead of time but then it doesn't absorb the flavor as well i don't know i'm i'm still kind of debating i have to do a lot of tests to see what will work because i want some napa cabbage <laughs> just to make some kimchi <laughs> well don't you call it oregon kimchi i mean that way regardless of what they say you know you're looking well, trying to use local ingredients, you know. We are. I know we are. You can't mess with kimchi, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just something has to be in compromise. We're not in Asia. We know we're not in the, in the states where oh, things yeah. can be readily available. So, uh, is called Puerto Rican kimchi or kambochi or something? <laughs> 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 <Kambuchi>. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see. I'll see. Uh, maybe I'll have to do a spin on it and instead of instead of using the fermented um, shrimp maybe try to use brahok you know the fermented fish oh, okay the um, you have to talk about brahok over brahok, the videos yeah so. I love brahok don't even well for those people who haven't seen the video what is brahok oh brahok is like a uh, it's a fermented fish that is used as like a background umami flavor in Cambodian cooking and that's uniquely Cambodian so only Cambodians use prohok in their dishes and then there's also main dishes that have it as a forefront flavor and that's um, um, one of the most famous dishes that they have is um, there's prohok tea and there's another one which is like a I forget the name of it. Darn. I'm Cambodian too. I'm really bad. <laughs> well, you know, it's just uh, so many dishes. And then on top of that, you have to assume that a lot of them may be traditional, but there's some that might not be traditional, maybe just unique in certain regions of uh, Cambodia versus entire Cambodia. I don't know. Well, they... Okay, so we steal a lot of recipes from, like, either China, Vietnam, or, or Laos, depending on... What about Thailand? Where, uh, Thailand dishes are more rich, but they're very, very similar, but they use more rich flavors, like so a lot of coconut milk. I wouldn't say that. I say we influence <laughs> each other. 
I think our dishes are more Indian, Indian and Thai influence. Yeah, because we do use um, depending on the region, we use certain spices, um, and then our heritage is Indian too. So we do use a lot of curries, but it's lighter curry than Thai because Thai has coconut based. A lot of their curries are coconut based. When Cambodian curries. You know, I use I use broth because you know as you grow older you learn, broth is better. <laughs> yeah, um, are most of the dishes spicy or supposed to be spicy or or is a again regional thing Cambodia? Okay, they're supposed to be spicy, not Thai spicy, but yeah, they're spicy. And what I do is I tame it. So if you said. Uh, Thai spice is like a from one to ten, ten being Thai or nine being Thai, and where does how, how do you you know? Okay, so we'll see. We'll say we'll do it in chilies. Mm -hmm. So in in a dish, I would I would for me I would put four or five chilies, and those are like the Thai red chilies. I'll go four or five for myself. Okay. For you, I would put like half a chili. <laughs> Yeah, but that's for me. I mean, we, Puerto Ricans, we're not known for eating spicy food. Oh, my God, yeah. I put just, like, just for flavor, just, like, maybe a little bit. And then all of a sudden, someone's, like, crying, like, oh, it's too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, sometimes I just can't handle it. I just, I just walk away. <laughs> I don't know if it's a stomach thing or, or the butthole. I think there might be the butthole issues. Might get a little sense, <laughs> butthole sensitive. <laughs> I mean, that's like two hours or so afterwards. It's not like you're eating butt. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not like you're eating butt, but <laughs> so it's more of a uh, you know. It's, you want to taste the food. You, you know, you want to. But you are tasting. That's part of the flavor. That's a. Mm -hmm. That's a. That's the balance of it because there's spicy, there's salt, there's sour, there's umami, there's there's the texture difference so you know Cambodian food is such a artistic palette of things but the, there's a difference in tolerance of heat which oh yeah. the tolerance of heat if you're not really tolerant to that then uh, you won't taste the food you will taste the heat that's it so that's a part that I think Puerto Ricans are not used to it and we like the flavor you know that's why I think with our little salt heavy they want flavor oh my god I eat a pork chop and it's like eat, it's like licking pink salt. That's how salty some of the food is. <laughs> it's, it is it's yeah, we, we definitely heavy handed on that and uh, on salt and um, salt and garlic, I guess, depending, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of Asians are heavy with garlic, too. It's, mm -hmm. it's just it's just a given. <laughs> All right. So can we expect the kimchi video soon? I guess with Puerto Rican ingredients, you know. I gotta test it. I got. I'm gonna test it, and kimchi takes a long time to make, cause it takes. For fresh kimchi, it takes like. Three or four days because there's a fermentation process, so you first make it in the first day, and that takes maybe two hours because you have to get the salt out or whatever, and, then, you know, after you jar it up, you wait a couple of days. And you see if the fermentation is starting you taste it to see how sour you want it and when you get to the sourness that you're happy with then you stick it in the fridge 
for a week. So it can, I guess the flavors will marry because uh, the flavors of the vegetables go down and then the umaminess comes up. So that's where, that's why kimchi is so addictive. It's that umami flavor because you add either fish sauce or shrimp paste or even raw, raw seafood. Some people add calamari in there and raw shrimp. And I've, I've made all of them. And my favorite one has to be the most traditional one where they use these, these little, little shrimpies. They're tiny, tiny shrimpies, almost like krill. And it comes in a jar and you put like a s spoonful of that in there. And I've also used raw shrimp, which I, I also do like, even though that is more stinky than like the normal kimchi. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't cook, you know, through the process? No, it, 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 it already cooks because it's fermented. It's like pickles, you know. Mm. It, it cooks through the fermentation process. So you, it's safe to eat. But you do, it, it, it doesn't even taste slimy. It actually tastes like like a cucumber, like crisp, crisp, crispier. But then when you, you know, you eat the vegetable, it's weird. It gets all flimsy. That's because you salted it beforehand, so... It draws the moisture out when, for some reason, if you put like a fresh uh, seafood in there, it makes it, I guess it, I don't know, it does something to it, but it doesn't make it mushy. It doesn't make it mushy. It stays crisp, which is, which is nice because when you're eating it, it's, it's like you're eating fresh shrimp. <laughs> yeah, but I do like the, the kimchi, especially not the very last one, but the ones before, I think they have been great. Oh, so I don't know what happened to the last one. It just little different and it was ingredient it's the japanese daikon i told you oh, okay. it's because it that japanese daikon was i don't know it was just i guess it was so fresh that because it has a spicy peppery aftertaste and it was it was like very dominant in that kimchi so it didn't work out okay so um besides the kimchi i think the fried chicken so i don't know if we we gotta think about it i don't know if we want to give that recipe away <laughs> shoot that's uh i made that recipe that took like years of trial and error to finally figure out the right combination of spices and process to make it tender well maybe we'll see well, i mean you can definitely try just you know maybe give most of the recipe leave one ingredient out or something like that, but at least the technique, that might be a good Well, thing the technique is all, the, the, the main thing, because that's how, uh -huh. I don't know, it's like, have you ever heard of hot fried chicken, like southern hot chicken? Uh -huh. Like this, this one lady got pissed off at her husband, and so she made fried chicken, he was like, I want it spicy. So she was like, well, bitch, you want it spicy? I'll give you spicy. And so she dunked that thing in like a blend of hot sauces. Holy shit. And she was like, well, eat this shit. And then he was like, babe, this is so good, blah, blah. And next thing you know, she's a billionaire. But there's that blend of hot sauces uh, that she dipped that chicken in. She only knows that. That she knows that recipe for. <laughs> so we got to keep perfected. Maybe we get to be billionaires one day. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's kind of sit on that. <laughs> don't want to get my hopes up too much. <laughs> anyway. So, um. The other thing with making the videos so frequent is we want to 
many videos like of different places around Puerto Rico. I mean, Puerto Rico on this island is only a hundred miles, about thirty-five or so. Uh, I think it's a little more than that, but give or take. And the problem is with the pandemic. It's just the timing that we begin posting the videos earlier in the year, yeah. and then the whole pandemic. It's not safe to go out. It's not safe to um, do vlogs and take the camera on the island at this point. So the only time we have taken the camera has been for just personal, you know, private uh, gatherings with our closest friends, family. Uh, again, to the river, to the south of the island, you know, with uh, some of our good buddy Jose and uh, his wife. And uh, that's about it. You know, so it's kind of hard to show you the island when the island is on lockdown. So, yeah. um, and, and and going back to the subject, you know, it's the, the being creative. There's so many things that you can do around here, but at least from my perspective, you know, if I already show you the river, or if I already show you the garden, well, I'm going to do another video show you the same shit. You know? No, 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 no. I Actually, I disagree. As a person that didn't, wasn't born on the island, uh-huh. that didn't live with this paradise and decide to go to, like, yeah, the slums of <laughs> a redneck country. But, you know, there's one Espiritu Santo, but there's sections of it that are absolutely amazing. The different waterfalls, the different heights that you have to go to get there. And then, you know, there's the warm waters, and then there's the cold waters, and then there's the different scenery, and then there's... In the rainforest, there's so many different plants and regions of the rainforest that, you know, you you don't really experience, like, upriver versus downriver. And even, even, even the animals around, like, when we were in uh, Oscar's place, okay. his place had so many, like, tropical birds just flying around. Well, there was a lot of... Parakeets, parakeets and yeah. and all kinds of stuff, you know, we, we took some uh, videos, even drone footage. Yeah, it was so, so nice. But then here, we get like, you know, those white... A lot of doves. Bu- yeah, the doves. Uh, a lot of changos. Yeah, and with yeah. the white the white cranes every now and then oh, come. Yeah. And weird, hawks. We because get we're hawks. so high, we're 1,400 above sea level, so... Um, yeah, for yeah. being so high, I mean, we, we get a different type of bird that are usually dwelling in the lower parts yeah I, I don't know it's, it's 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 even though it's so they only live like maybe 15 20 minutes away mm-hmm. but i guess i don't know how it is the elevation or something i don't know yeah it's probably just, the, the it's region different. of the the rainforest but but again i mean I'll, I'll, we can pause but again for somebody being local it's hard to showcase some of the things that are similar you know i will think people will get bored i mean how, how many banana trees have you have to see to to finally enjoy the banana trees i mean unless it's like a banana tree you know food porn uh trend or something <laughs> like that you know so i don't know i guess people start jacking off the banana trees or... no <laughs> don't do that <laughs> but it's like the beaches like how many beaches i mean it's puerto rico is an island so it's surrounded by water, but the sand in in the different beaches, you know, that are you know locally, you know, that are open. Well, I mean, all the beaches are open, but I mean like the laying around. Mm-hmm. 
the sand is different in each one in each area so there's the rocky areas and then there's the flamenco has like white soft sand and then here in Loquillo well, it's kind of flamenco is in Culebra which it, is oh, again, yeah, if okay. we can really travel around the island it's hard for me to to do a video about you know the same thing around this property that's what I'm trying to say Oh um, yeah, this pro this property is because it's this property. Yeah, yeah, but, but then nearby in the river, I guess you know. I'll, I'll take your your point. Uh, I'm used to see the river, but maybe other people haven't. Uh, the beach, maybe that too. But in uh, I guess the plethora of birds that we have, you can probably hear some of those in the background now. Yeah, the di I think the different birds will be be pretty interesting because in such a small like length from here to there in Puerto Rico you know you could there's there's such a difference in, in the species and what you see because even even when walking down the beach in Loquillo walk, just walking on the on the sand we were probably walking for like I don't know like a mile yeah about a mile well you so. know we were following Oscar the the landscaping changed like the there were rocky coral areas where there were a lot of fish and then it turned into like these grassy areas where there are probably like a lot of sea slugs mm -hmm. and then if you go further out there was like an inlet where it looked like um like all these little baby fish were there and the water temperatures were different and the, there was different mangroves and you know even just walking along the coastline even that was different well you know that, that's true I mean, similar to the river, I understand that, but more of that once we, I guess, open up again, because right now we're on the beach, it's only for exercise, so um, we're just going to have to wait. <laughs> for exercise, <laughs> okay, we, I guess we can, we can walk and record, and you know, it's just hard to be at the beach and, you know, go have a beer in, in the hand and stuff like that, and you have to wear masks. I don't know, I found that a little comfortable, but I guess it's okay. Shoot, I've seen people just lay around, and then, like, every half hour or so, they just start doing, off. like, group exercise <laughs> work. Yeah, and then they sit back down. I think we, we saw that in the first week when the lockdown worked. Uh, they're saying that you were only supposed to go to the beach to do exercise, you know, whether it was swimming, whether it was just whatever. And... People were just chilling whenever they saw the, the police boats <laughs> on the area. They started doing jumping jacks, doing the water, all synchronized. And I think that thing was in, uh, in the news. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, it, I mean, this pandemic is unique. Uh, I don't know. It it's has, a, yeah, it's a situation where, you know, the norm is no longer norm, it's a new norm. Masks are a new norm here. And, you know, the Puerto Ricans are very, very touchy. They're huggy. They're, their camaraderie is through, like, how you greet each other. So I've noticed, like, if you don't know somebody that well, you do a handshake. And if you really do know them, you give them a hug and you kiss them on the cheek. And now it's like, I don't know what to do. I like you, but are you sick? You know, I don't I know like what to you, do. I like you, but I don't want to die. Yeah, so like, it's yeah. Fun, you know? yeah it, it is weird. Uh, I think for the main line, the mainland is a little different. Uh, us, you know, we're here in Puerto Rico, we're very touchy. I mean, just, you have to feel somebody when you're talking. I don't know why, just the way it is, so you put it on the shoulder and tap. It's almost like connection, mm -hmm. you know? 
Even hand slaps. Oh, constant. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that has to do with the volume of alcohol. Oh, yeah, the, the more you drink, then... the more you want to yeah, slap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or hand or whatever. <laughs> slap something. <laughs> it's just a, uh, I guess, Puerto Ricans here, we know, we are a little, uh, I guess, more social, more warm in that regard. Yeah. And physical. Yeah. But physical in a sense of, you know, Touching somebody, I don't know. It's a, I think it's a Latino thing. It is honest. a Latino thing. Oh. I, don't, I don't think it's just unique to Puerto Rican. I think it's more of a Spanish-speaking countries. We like that same thing. We know with uh, with family. So I don't know how Asia is. Mm-hmm. It's like that, hug and kiss. You know. We don't even hug or kiss our parents. Touch each other's butt or something. <laughs> Hell no! Not family. <laughs> <laughs> Not even our husbands or or like loved ones. I mean. So how do you express, uh, I mean, I know you, but how most Asians express, you know, affection, you know? Well, only behind closed doors. Only behind closed doors. But technically, if we're outside or somebody's around, it could be like even a dog. Mm -hmm. You know, you're supposed to just walk side by side like friends and not even hold hands. Or, see, that's why in the beginning of our relationship, (laughs) I was more like, don't hug me! <laughs> don't kiss me! Oh my god, people are on my cake! <laughs> I know, people think I'm gonna rape you or something. <laughs> oh my god, even people here in Puerto Rico are like, I never see you. I, what, what is it with you guys? <laughs> it's like, it's me! Yeah, uh, I have one of those uh, very close friends that say, you know, man, I'm sorry, that, but how is it that I've never seen you and your wife not even hold hands or kiss or anything I'm like, are you guys okay <laughs> it is um it's different you know but but it's because i'm used to you i mean we've been what 16 years yeah. together now so uh, it has been uh, a long journey so we, we have learned a lot so yeah i know you're used to me i guess i'm used to you sometimes oh, oh i have my ways i have my moods yeah and I know. Some... <laughs> anyway, so the pandemic is still going on. <laughs> well, that's too. We gotta be safe, you know. So, please, folks, wear your mask. Um, not for you, you know. Wanna fuck yourself? Fuck yourself, but you know, for your neighbor, for whoever's next to you. Well, don't fuck your neighbor. Well, maybe the neighbor wants to be fucked. Oh, it depends on the signals they give. <laughs> yeah, you know, consensual. Consensual. Is that how you say it? Consensual. Ah, consensual. <laughs> <laughs> well, consensual, right? <laughs> consensual. <laughs> oh my god. Is that, what, is that what you think about? <laughs> the consensual? Consensual. <laughs> anyway. Alright, so let's wrap this up for today. Um, I can hear the kids in the background being a little rousy, having fun. Um, we are testing. We're testing this first podcast, and it's not even test. It, we're it. That's it. We're going to start. Yeah, that's how it so is. So we're going to be starting, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be your English podcast, our Spanish podcast, or perhaps we're going to have the uh, Spanglish podcast. Spanglish will be better. Um, in Spanish, you're going to be... Uh, same format 
uh, in terms of just being formal, you know, we drinking beer, whatever, we talking. But I'm gonna bring bring in some guests to talk about uh, among other things, history of Puerto Rico as nobody has seen, as the schools are not teaching. It's a lot I of know. things that I personally have learned the past six months during this pandemic and meeting, you know, certain of our friends. Um, the, they never taught me in school. This not even taught in university. And, and they're facts, they're recent findings on the past, you know, 10, 20 years that um, for some reason, one way or another, they're not getting into the textbooks, you know, they're not promoting that. Um, with exception of some professors in university, they're the ones, you know, pursuing this research and kind of getting the word out, but um, they're still not getting the the publicity that I need to make a serious impact. So um, I think more Puerto Ricans are getting awake into the fact that we have been a nation very for a very, very long time here, one of the first ones here in the new world, so to speak. And Puerto Ricans, they, for the most part, the majority, um, they don't know where they're coming from. They don't know their history. They think their history is like 500 years or less, you know, that we went from Indians with covering our genitals to where, you know, whenever the Spanish and the uh, Americans got here and that's it. And it's a lot more, you know. So anyway, we're going to be discussing some of that. Uh, we're going to be talking about everything, a little bit of politics on the light way and the, and the funny way. Uh, this is not a it's talk not show political, political talk show this is not anything like that because first of all i like not to follow politics to talk about it i just like to follow for the sake of knowing you know who i'm voting for which by the way i'm going to be voting in puerto rico here for the first time in so many years probably over 20 years um and it's going to be interesting uh given the fact that the previous governor was kicked out you know he had to oh all those yeah, the Ricky Rosselló, you know, the, after he did such a horrible job and right now the predecessor one does the same thing. But anyway, uh, we're going to be talking some of that lightly uh, from a funny perspective. Um, if you would like to um, get your questions answered about anything, anything from shipping containers, from, um, you know, life here in Puerto Rico, recipes, uh, stand-up shows, anything. Uh, please uh, go ahead and uh, send us that, share with us in the comment section of the video. Uh, we'll be reformatting as we go this uh, podcast. Uh, we are still we're trying learning. to... Yeah, we're learning, especially on the technical side of things uh, with the camera, the mic, the software. I think I'm using OBS Studio. So, you know, I'm just beginning to learn that. Same thing with the videos, you know, uh, and the drone that I just got where... I'm just learning how to drive that thing and recording and making it fun. Um, this is a hobby for me, hobby for us. You know, we, we have our, I guess, our life, but it's nothing different. We're just yeah. basically opening the cameras and sharing of what we do here on the island. Um, Puerto Rico is a fantastic place. I mean, I have bias because I'm from here, but it's amazing. I mean, we, we have such a great ecosystem when it comes to nature. The food uh, is great. Um, we have diversity. Uh, of people I mean it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's definitely one place that you would like to be uh, outside of the unquote US um, 
but still, you know, U.S. So, so to speak, at least legally, you know, we still. It's an easy transition, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Living here from, from the from the states, because a lot of things are very very similar. Meaning, like the the structure of it, because it is based on oh, mm-hmm. because uh, they're trying to do it the way like influence from us because they you know took over or whatever oh they invaded i will say oh, that. yeah uh, <laughs> i didn't want to anyway. say that <laughs> i was like yeah, awesome. kind of. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about that in a future video but yeah i mean it is it is some of that um it is part of the diversity that we have you know we're very influenced by the americans or the culture Culturally, I think more of in the pop culture, we used to be 10 years behind the U.S., the mainline, but now we're like maybe a few months behind. When something yeah, gets caught up, up in yeah. the States, uh, now almost immediately, when I say immediately, you know, in a matter of a month or two, things are catching up here, if not sooner, obviously thanks to technology, the internet, and everything mm-hmm. else. However, um, things from a government perspective and how things run, uh, although it's similar, but we're still behind, you know. It's right now, I still have to go in person to uh, to get travel license, to oh, get yeah. anything, you know. Uh, the, the government system still behind. Yeah, it's a little behind. But then, you know, in the States, it also takes, you know, maybe months to get something approved with the bureaucracy and the bureaucratic systems of the, the you know, some agencies. I mean, it's maybe at the federal similar. level. Uh, if it's yeah, something like that, but I think more on the local level, and if you go to the local municipality, um, and you need to, you know, you're going to buy a house, you're going to build a house, things are pretty systematic. They're already in oh, place. Oh, that's true. So. And they use technology very well. So a lot of things are online, or they use the cloud, or, you know, everything, the process is sped up mm-hmm. with the use of technology. I've seen that. Yeah, so definitely. So again, um, share your comments uh, with us, your questions uh, for the next podcast. Um, at the same time, please, uh, if you haven't done so, subscribe and hit the little bell icon so you get notifications every time we upload a video. Uh, we are intended to load videos more frequently. <laughs> Is that the right thing to say? Yeah, more frequently. Yeah. yeah. And um, we are going to, again, share more recipes, doing videos around the island. We're going to be traveling not too far from here but i'm going to be sharing some of the trips and show you some unique places on the island that you probably won't see on your tourism brochures or websites you know like mm-hmm. TripAdvisor or whatever uh so neat places to go to same thing with unique uh local dishes that, that are not popular but they're unique and great you know they taste good mm-hmm. yeah um well it's hard to find something without pork though so <laughs> Everything here involves pork. I was hoping to find seafood here because it's an island, but no, pork is king. Yeah. Well, it's pork, chicken, beef, I... and seafood. That's a probably yeah. yeah pork the, is the one. rating. Chicken number two, beef maybe, and then seafood. You know, and the well popularity, which well, is again yeah. strange for being on the island. You know, you will think that you will have seafood. Well, they, they do because they're the, Car- the Caribbean lobster and that's a, it's a big thing here. I mean, there's parrilla. That's like what they specialize in. La parrilla is a local restaurant in Lupillo. Oh. Yeah. And um, actually, we share that information on the blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a blog. We have a travel 
uh, blog if you haven't check it out yes camborico.com and then we have a we started with Puerto Rico and we are planning once we open up <laughs> to yeah. go around the island and show show you the different municipalities that are at the same time you know show you uh, like places like Dominican Republic or the Virgin Islands you know things around here that are easy to travel they only take you know uh, yeah, a few short, minutes to get there just yeah, short trips yeah. definitely and if we go somewhere else you know who knows um, if you want to be sponsoring you know, our trips you know we're more than happy to uh, take the sponsorships <laughs> so we'll see and uh, we can take sponsorship in the way of beer too so uh, oh, that'll work that'll work beer, <laughs> beer so, is a little Guinness or Medalla no, I guess that's a the, the that's top a, preference. The choices. Well, Medallia can't really find. No, well, like you find local. Actually, Medallia now is in Orlando and it's on the DC area. Ah, oh, that's right. So now, <laughs> if you are listening and you have, a, you have been in Puerto Rico, you have tasted the Medallia Light. Um, it's my favorite local beer, cheap beer. I mean, it's, it's light, it's great. Um, Orlando area, I think you see me all the area. Uh, I'm not sure if Miami or Jacksonville, but for sure Orlando area and the DC area, including Maryland, Virginia, um, they do have now distributors. So local restaurants and local supermarkets are trying to distribute those. Like a friend of mine sent me a picture uh, through Instagram, and he's loving it. He's like, man, I miss this beer so much. So. It's, it's a good one if you're you don't have Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I like craft beers too. Yeah, so, um, mostly an everyday. That's a good everyday beer. I'll yeah, say. everyday beer. Yeah, two beers a day keep the COVID away or something like that. Uh, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still healthy. All right, guys. So take it easy. I'll see you later. Thanks for Out. joining.